Guess I'll take a sip of this goon. Give it a sip. Give it a syrup. It smells real bad. I don't think it really has a taste. I think it does, and I think it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's one of those things where, like, it'll get better. It's really clear. It's almost like water. It looks like water. I'm worried. Is there anything in this? It's only 11%. How did they make something that looks like water taste so bad? You don't want to know. No, I don't. You should probably intro us. Mm. (laughs) How's that going? Hello, welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the only podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead, featuring Goon. Yeah, we don't need to intro ourselves. The only thing you need to know is Goon. As we said last week, we're drinking Goon. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. I and bought... I don't like Goon. <laughs> I don't care for it either, but I'm quite surprised. I mean, it definitely could be worse, but I'm still not enjoying it. Considering I spent $8 on two I mean, litres of wine. $8, look, it's not bad for 8 bucks, but I'm mildly regretting this decision. Why didn't I say that we, we should have got Passion Pop or UDLs? I never had a UDL. You've never had a UDL? No. Oh, good. <laughs> mm, maybe for the 21st episode. Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh. See, like, okay. Well, in Australia, because the legal age is 18 and obviously you're very poor then. Mm. So you you buy stuff like Goon and Passion Pop. Passion Pop goes like two bucks a bottle or it used to back in the day. There's um $3 <laughs> bottles of wine you can get at Dan Murphy's. And honestly, for three bucks, they're not that bad. Yeah. And if you're just looking to get drunk, it's like eight standard drinks. What I used to do, because I wasn't a wine drinker, I used to get long necks of Woodstock and wood, Woodstock, Woodstock and cola. Mm. It was awful. <laughs> Woodstock's a bourbon. It's probably the cheapest bourbon you can get. I started out drinking scotch, and mainly I used to just drink Jamison, which was quite expensive for me. Well, aren't you just so fancy? Fancier than the rest of us. Yeah, but now I'll drink anything. <laughs> Including $8 Goon. Not even the worst. I've paid more money for worse wine. <laughs> really not enjoying it. <laughs> like at all. Just uh, don't smell in it with your nose. Just hold my breath when I do it. I mean, my nose is slightly blocked. Maybe that's why. Yeah, you can't taste it properly. That's that's the problem. <laughs> How are you? Kind of chilly. It is quite cold in Melbourne right now. It's going to be getting colder. I enjoy the cold, but we probably could do with a heater. More reason why I keep saying move the beanbag in here for Pixie and then all the cats can just come and snuggle <laughs> up in here with us. Then in the uh, podcast recording, you'll just hear the shifting of beans. <laughs> yes, and a little purring. <laughs> this is probably the latest we've yeah, ever Yeah, this is definitely recorded. the latest we've ever recorded. In saying that, it's only 9pm. <laughs> On a Sunday it's not, night. Like, super late. It's going to be fun editing out all our drinking sounds. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's just it's so bad. <laughs> I've almost finished my first glass. Oh, probably halfway through, but oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I'm not what sure I how many thinking... more glasses I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to finish the bag. Oh, God. No, I was thinking I should just pour like shot-sized amounts because then you can just... Yeah, maybe. We only have one shot glass, though. What else? Not a whole lot. I was going to say, it's really hard to like catch you up on what's been going on on this side of the podcast because... It's really just not a lot. <laughs> Probably like you, we haven't really left the house much. 
No. I went out for the longest time I've been out in the whole lockdown on Thursday. Mm. Or was it Friday? Thursday, I think. Whatever day I went Can't and remember had to get a light bulb and paintbrushes. Probably out of the house for a while. But yeah, not planning to go out this week apart from Groceries. supermarkets and yeah. uh, my car service, which I hopefully won't forget about again. Thrilling stuff, guys. Exciting times. This is, you don't get much more entertaining than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't really leave the house at all. Uh, when I did my timesheet last week, I had done more work in four days than I normally do in five. I'm refusing to do overtime this week. I don't care. Good. I just want a week where I can actually do something in the evening instead of sitting in front of that stupid laptop. And uh, that's pretty much it, though. I, there's really I still nothing haven't to report. built my last thing. Your last thing. Oh, okay. Your last model. Oh, i got paint coming. Is that going to come this week? Should do, yeah. Okay. So I have things to do after editing the audio tomorrow and the day after. I need to burp and I can retaste it. <laughs> Fuck, it's bad. <laughs> Don't mind it. <laughs> consider buying it again. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think I would. Do a bit too much self-respect for that. I'd never bought Goon before. I felt weird Did, did the guy judge you when you bought it? I bought this thing a Goon, and then I bought one can of craft beer, and I bought that cider, a bottle of that cider you liked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I bought. And the cider and the beer cost more than the Goon. <laughs> So, yes, this episode, since it's the 18th episode and we can now legally drink. In Australia and in Australia. many other countries. Um, we'll be drinking Goon throughout this episode. We'll see what happens at the end, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We did just eat dinner, though, which should hopefully help. That's true. That's true. So how, how, what's the mood of your stories this week? Silly and explosive. Okay. <laughs> I've got, got a story about a dog. Oh, Bark, bark, woof, woof. A good, a good doggo. Cool. And Is it a corgi? No. Oh. Um, yeah. Not a, that good of a doggo. <laughs> a, a good doggo. A family fight. Okay. And um, I don't know how to describe my first story, so you'll just have to wait to hear it. <laughs> cool. I'm going to apologize to Martin. I got nothing as crazy as last week's arm story for you all this week, I'm afraid. <laughs> you can't top um, it. I'll certainly close out my stories with a explosive finish. Okay. Why do I feel like this? we've gone back to shit? We'd gone away from the poo for a long time. We have been away from poo for a long time. And unless you've got a story about it, we will be continuing that trend. I... <laughs> okay. O- okay. Mm. Okay. Um, no, I don't have a story about poo. Actually, it's kind of remarkable how long we haven't had a story about poo. I know. We'll have to change that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I Look actually forward con- to that. I considered a story about poo before I found something better. So maybe I'll just use that next week. Next week, more poo. <laughs> So before we begin, I'll finish my first glass of goon. Oh, God. I can't believe you're already through your first glass. <laughs> oh, is that that last mouthful pretty bad? That was the biggest sip I've had, but yeah. So, I think the last outing I saw you have was the bins. What? Was taking the bins out. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, is this about how people are dressing up taking the bins out? Aussies in self-isolation are getting dressed to their nines for the weekly bin run. Maybe Michelle Renix for Junkie. Maybe we should do it. Our bin walk is so short, though. I know. It's, like, not worth it. Plus, like, it's on a street where there's barely any houses. No one's going to see us. So no one will see it. Except for that lady who thought you were breaking into our house today. Oh, yeah. Apparently I looked sus today when I was starting my bike for the first time in a month. And because uh, I was just standing there waiting because I wanted to run it for like a good 10 minutes. She kind of like looked at me and then she went, hello. And I'm like, hi. Where'd she come from? I have no idea. But she totally thought I was sus and like trying to steal something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see a post about it on the uh, 
street Facebook page. Later. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, continue. Australians in isolation have formed a bin isolating outing Facebook group and are dressing up in costumes to take out the rubbish bin. As of 3pm Sunday, the 19th of April, which is when I was writing this article, or this, when I was writing, writing notes. my notes, there are 945,632 members in the Facebook group. Oh my god. Including five of my own friends, apparently. <laughs> or, I worked out one in 26 Australians, give or take. Wow, okay. So that's almost a million people. There's only about 26 million Australians, so. I was using two-year-olds since the start of those, so, you know. It's a give or take. Um, so recent posts include a girl dressed as Belle from Beauty and the Beast celebrating her birthday, uh, despite not being able to have friends and family over, so they had a bin outing instead. Mm-hmm. And they had matching balloons to Belle's dress hanging off the garbage bins. Yeah. She's like six years old. She seemed very happy. Aww. And another one I liked was a sibling Joe Exotic and Tiger combo. Oh my God. Uh, so one kid was dressed as a tiger. He's on a leash walking on all fours in front of Joe, who's pulling the wheelie bin. <laughs> Okay. No fucking Carol Baskin in sight. She might have been in the bin. Oh, shit. Joe Gatto. <laughs> There's way more photos out there than I can talk about. It's not some of my favorites. Okay. Uh, but you can definitely visit the Facebook group. It's not closed or anything like that, so you can just okay. go and view it. There's... So even if you're not a member, you can just look it up and you can yep, view it? it's open. You can look at all the pictures and all the videos. It's okay. there. Um, so you got all kinds of things like lots of superheroes. There's like a crocodile hunter. There's, you name it, someone's probably done it. Yeah. Um, one person was dressed up as a giant inflatable penis. I'd like to live on their street. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so other favorites of mine, which were included in the Junkie article as well, were uh, the obvious someone had dressed up as a bin chicken. Very fancy bin chicken. Almost looked like, um, you know that in Aggretsuko, she's got like those other management yes. friends, the yeah. bird and the gorilla. Yeah. Kind of looked like a fancy... Like, if the bin chicken was fancy like her kind of thing. Right, okay. Bin chicken. So, if, like, she worked in marketing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A marketing bin chicken. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lady on a Tinder, or she was calling it Binder date. Oh, hell yeah. Drinking champagne with her rubbish bin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, definitely, I think the most impressive one was a lady on the roof of her RB, sorry, RV, with her rubbish bin. Both in flowing gowns, reenacting Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see that It's one. like flowing in the wind. So that's in the Junkie article, okay. which will be in the links to send you later. Okay. Uh, and then obviously you can just go on the Facebook group and there's heaps of them. What's the Facebook group called? Uh, Facebook group, again, is called... What should people search for? Bin Isolation Outing Facebook group. I think it's just called Bin Isolation Outing, actually. So okay. B-I-N... Isolation outing. Okay. On Facebook. You've pro- if you live in Australia, you've probably already got a friend in the group. <laughs> I mean, look, you don't get to go many places these days. You know, leaving your house at all is a bit of an event. Yeah, and there's people... Well dress the park. There was a guy, like, surfing on his bin with his surfboard. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> um, there's people, like, so doing their splits across all their bins and karate kicking them. And Is, there, is this, like, an Australian phenomenon? It seems to be. Okay. I'm sure it'll catch on. I'm fairly certain it probably started here. Right, okay. Because all the bins are definitely like Australian wheelie bins. Yeah. Well, I feel like a wheelie bin is pretty synonymous worldwide. It differs. Like here, you guys call them Sulo bins, whereas we call them Auto bins in New Zealand. It's a fucking wheelie bin. That too. But it's just the generic brand. Like Sulo makes all the bins here. Auto makes all the bins in New Zealand. Right, okay. Maragoon. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I've almost finished my glass. 
I'm really terrified about pouring goon all over the floor. <laughs> At least there's a rug there. Mm. Actually, be better if it just went on the floor and not on the rug. That actually, good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we have fresh glasses of goon, yay! I'm so excited about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! Okay, I guess I'll start with my first story. Shall we? Cheers. Cheers to this. <laughs> Cheers, my dear. That's the smell worse. Yeah, it's getting there. I think because it's warming up, so we're getting more of the uh, oh, flavor. It's fucked. <laughs> the other night, there's things are colder. You get less of the flavor. I want less of this flavor. <laughs> <laughs> My first story. I've got a video to accompany this to show you. Okay. As well, by the way. So this is a story about some thieves, criminals, some crims, rascals. I mean, we're in Australia, so no, but. Oh. <laughs> I got this from the Daily Mail, and it was on the 15th of the 4th. So this happened this week. Dun, dun, dun. Greg was asleep in his home in Cairns when he heard... What? Who? Greg. Greg. You know, he drank from a shoe. What? Oh, have you not seen The Mighty Boosh? No. Oh. Oh, is that the old Greg? Oh, Greg. He drinks Baileys from a shoe. Oh, I like Baileys. There you go. I don't. It's gross. (laughs) Double Baileys on ice. Nice drink. Uh, bartenders hated it when I ordered it, though, because Bailey's is kind of milky and the glass gets a bit, a bit of a bitch to clean afterwards because you get that little milk film around it. Ew. Dairy and alcohol don't go together in my book. I love Yogurito. <laughs> if there's any Japanese viewers out there who'd like to send us a present, please send me one bottle of Yogurito. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's what they're thinking about right now, <laughs> sending you a bottle of that. That's my goal of this podcast, to get popular enough that a Japanese person sends me a bottle of Yogurito. We don't have a P.O. box. If you'd like to send us a bottle of Yogurito, <laughs> send me a message on Twitter. I will arrange a P.O. box. <laughs> oh my god. Can, can I tell this story at all? I, I derailed this. This is my fault. Maybe it's the goon. Oh god. If if the, We're only on glass two, so if it's a goon, I don't, know, I don't want to know what this is going to be like at the end. Okay, my story. Fuck. Let's get mad. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Greg was asleep in his home in Cairns when he heard something going on in his garage at 2.30 a.m. When he heard the garage open, he sprinted down the hallway to check out what was going on. Now I've got got a quote from Greg. Yep. I was in bed and heard the roller door lifting up. Unfortunately for them, it's really loud. It's a bit old. So I jumped straight out of bed and sprinted down the hallway and onto the ute. Onto the ute? That's right. Onto the ute. Okay. Greg hurled himself... Into the tray of the ute as the thieves drove off trying to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a video of it. Does he wear pajamas? Actually, I didn't pay that much attention in the video. I don't know whether he's wearing pajamas or not. I'm sure he must be. He doesn't have dacks. No, it's Queensland. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's probably just in his underwear. Nice. Because he wouldn't have had time to put clothes on, right? <laughs> you think they would hear the thud? Oh, no, they knew he was in there. Oh. I'll continue. But yeah, no, this is his answer to someone's trying to steal my ute is to jump in it <laughs> um oh a ute by the way who's like a utility truck yeah you'd call it like a, a, a truck in america it's yeah so it's like a pickup truck trunk. yeah sort of i don't know it's a fucking ute it, well yeah but like how would you explain to someone who doesn't know what a ute is you've seen them they're everywhere you have like twin or four-door cabs and on the back is like a tray sometimes with sides sometimes flat yes Greg managed to hang on in the tray for about 20 minutes. And while he was in there, he was kicking the window. I think he wanted the thieves to know he was there. I think he thought they might abandon it if they knew. He's that he holding was there. on. So he says a tray. So has this not got sides? 
I'm struggling to remember. All right, we'll see in the video. Um, have you ever ridden in the back of a ute? No, because that's highly illegal. Oh, I have multiple times. <laughs> of course you have. It was in New Guinea. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it didn't matter. It was great. <laughs> I used to stand up on the back of them with like my arms on the top of the cabin and just out you go to oh, God. bobble you for a wherever. My mom didn't like us doing it, but it was fun until it started raining. All the stones started getting thrown. Oh, my gosh. So the thieves, knowing that he's in the trait, tried to get rid of him. So they started swerving and that kind of stuff. Apparently, they even got up into like 200 k's an hour trying Fuck. to get him out of the tray. It didn't work. <laughs> Give him back his you. <laughs> so we get another quote from Greg. Um, as soon as they started speeding really quickly, trying to throw me out of the car, I started getting scared. I had to lay down at one point as the ute was going so fast. So yeah, he said that he reckons it got up to about 200 k's. What if it could be so, because like, what if they crashed? You're in the tray, you're going to get... I mean, presumably he's not wearing like a lot of clothes. Mm. He's got nothing to protect him. And if he's in the back and they crash into something, he's going to run to the back of the car. Oh, yeah. God. So like, he's probably lucky that he didn't fucking die. Um, so CCTV footage captured... Outside Greg's house, got him jumping into the back of the ute. As I am assuming that's what, the, yeah, I was going to say. Do you, you want to say it? I do. Okay. I left the tab open specifically for this reason. Can you see it? Yeah. There's Greg. Give me my fucking ute. This is like quite a long video from like, yeah, there we go. Greg, Greg. Yeah, yeah, he's just, Greg. yeah, he's just in a pair of dacks. Yeah. <laughs> just like in boxes? Yeah. Bye, Greg. Bye, Greg. See, he's like standing up on the back of the tray, smacking on the windows. What was his plan here, though? I don't know, so I'm guessing this is... Them trying to check it? Yeah. How can people be so brazen? Like, he's honestly just trying to break the door, which he did in the end, mm. by the looks of it. Yeah. God, you know, seriously, people, uh, someone used to work in home security, don't bother an alarm system. Just yeah, no. Get yourself, like, metal bars on your windows, proper deadlock bolts, and a uh, good old couple of rape gates, and uh, you'll be set. <laughs> well, no, I mean, get an alarm system because it will help with your insurance, but that's... Pretty much all but if you got bars on all your windows, you're not going to need that insurance. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm just going to give you like a big quote from Greg here to say what happened because I felt like it was kind of stupid just to yeah. summarize it when he's already said it. It was a pretty heated discussion while they drove crazily around the suburbs. So he's talking to these guys, I guess. <laughs> they kept telling me lying to- in your bed and just hear someone go, get me back my truck. Vroom. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> were more just like, ah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> They kept telling me to jump and I kept trying to break the window. They pulled over a couple of times where one tried to stab me and I had to kick him away. Then oh, they take damn. off again, swerving and trying to throw me. Between yelling at them, kneeing and punching the driver's side passenger window, dodging them trying to stab me and throwing stuff, we came to agree- an agreement where they ditched the car and bolt and none of us would get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so he got his truck back. He did. Good. But, like, Fuck these two guys. <laughs> he could- he could have died falling from the ute, or he could have got stabbed or beaten. I don't recommend this. As I mean, it was probably the most outside activities had in a long time as well. This is a lockdown. Probably spiced up his isolation, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so pretty much they got sick of him kicking and screaming and just left the vehicle and ran. So the police have charged a 20-year-old North Queensland man while another is still on the run. Mm. So they haven't got both of them. But, uh, I mean, got his, got his ute back. Good on you, Greg. <laughs> I don't recommend this. Don't do this if this happens to you. You could have died. Yeah. Lucky. Like, at least take something with you to stab back next time. Oh, my God. You always get weird stories about people chasing things. He's your team of didgeridoo guy and former (laughs) neighborhood watch. Yeah, definitely. What is it with Australians just, like, 
you know, risking their lives for no real good reason. <laughs> Who knows? My, my feet are too hot. It's the alcohol. It's warming you up now. More good. <sighs> okay. <sighs> oh, fuck. So bad. Anyway. <laughs> Your second story. <laughs> oh, I have a segue here. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. Okay. For one group of dickheads. To another. Oh, God. <laughs> Coronavirus hoarder tries to return $10,000 worth of goods to an Adelaide supermarket. I have read this story, unfortunately. I, I feel like most people would have been. It was one sent in to us via Twitter. Okay. Viewers out there who send us stuff, we do appreciate it. It makes my job a lot easier because I'm really bad at finding stories. <laughs> <laughs> so this was by a Benson Seabert and staff. So probably really just the staff and Benson took the credit, <laughs> but you know what? For ABC Radio Adelaide, there was goon or spit on my phone. Possibly both. <laughs> An Adelaide shopper has attempted to return thousands of dollars worth of supplies to a local supermarket after stockpiling them at the start of the coronavirus panic buying outbreak, a retailer says. That's my whole story. (laughs) (laughs) The dickhead in question had initially tried to resell the goods as a markup online during the height of the panic shopping. He attempted then to return 132 packets for about 5,000 rolls of toilet paper and 151 liter bottles of hand sanitizer. I didn't even know they came in one liter sized bottles. No, me either. Uh, he managed to purchase all these goods with the help of a team of up to 10 stockpilers. Um, uh, eBay has also shut down his online store. Suck shit dick Hence why he went to try and return them, because I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed. So you must have also noticed, because you have to go to the supermarket when I do. <laughs> uh, but toilet paper is returning. Yeah. It was trending on Twitter the other night that, oh, there's toilet paper in all the shops again. Yeah, no, I seen that, um, like, you know, hashtag down. toilet paper was trending again. I'm like, oh God, here we go again. But no, it was all people talking about how there actually is toilet paper in the grocery stores now. <laughs> um, so the supermarket in question is a Drake's Supermarkets, which I think is a Adelaide, South Australian only thing. I've never heard of it. But... Neither have I until I read this article. But John Paul Drake of Drake's Supermarkets, mm. uh, he produced a video response in regards to this after the guy at his store. Uh, you can view it online. I haven't seen the whole video. There's a news.com article that I'll link as well in the credits that had a clip of it. I th- if I remember this correctly, I think I've seen a steal from it where he's basically giving him the finger. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, so he essentially went and called out the man online and others like him saying they were absolutely disgraceful. And then he said yeah. at the time when the man asked for a refund, quote, I told him that before flipping the bird at the camera. So essentially, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, he's the owner of it, so. Yeah, and unfortunately, he's been highly criticized for doing that. And I'm like, no, good no, on him. Fuck him. I, like, yeah, no, fuck it. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't care if he's like a business owner, he's meant to be professional and all that bullshit. No, I get fucked. He's still a human being who knows that what this guy has done is so wrong. All this Fuck panic him. and drama we've had, people have been like, oh, I can't buy it. It's all. And this it's all just these trying, people like that. Like and he's just guy. trying to turn a quick profit off of people's misfortune, and now he can't do it. So, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Drake himself is in talks with toilet paper suppliers for them to be manufacturing more smaller size packets, like just four and six size roll packets. Because okay. he thinks that way then. It's hard for people to stockpile and people are getting enough. Like, yeah, like four a week. I did notice that when like, I mean, the, we, we were we, in the midst of the panic, how much all the pallets had like 12 roll packs and stuff. Yeah, which is silly because then you can only put so many of those on the shelf anyway. Yeah. So it does sell out in like 10 customers. But then like, you know, there's people like me and you who are a two-person household. With a bidet. With, with a bidet. We don't need 12 rolls of toilet paper. No. I would never buy a 12 pack. If it was going cheap, we probably would, and it would probably last us the like, year. Yeah, it'd be like the once a year we buy toilet paper. <laughs> it's like when I was um, a bachelor and I used to buy soap in a six packet twice like a year. you mean a bar of soap? Yeah, I used to get Dove soap, because mm. that's just always what my family's bought, so that's always what I used to use. 
And they'd sell like a six pack of that for like nine bucks or something. And it would I'd have to buy it like twice a year. You know what my family used to use? Imperial leather. I know. I've been to your grandmother's house and used their soap. <laughs> oh, she, she still uses it? I didn't even notice. She does, yeah. <laughs> it was in the shower. I'm like, oh, Imperial leather. <laughs> it's okay soap. I, I get Look, it. Look, it's fine, but it, it does have a distinct smell. And every time I smell it, it takes me back to my childhood. It's weird. It's nostalgia. Yeah. However, the toilet paper companies are actually saying it's easier and faster for them to produce bulk packs. And I get it. I can understand how that would work logistically. And then maybe it's like, well, if you get a 12 pack, maybe you won't come back and buy it tomorrow. Yeah, but... But that's not working. Well, that wasn't working at a point. Look at it this way. If you've got a pallet of 12 packs, that's going to supply less customers. That's true. Yeah. With the same amount of space? Yeah. So one 12 pack, if it was three, four packs, you could be serving yeah, three people okay. instead. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. But that's really it. I just got a lot of really short stories this week. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, um Good to see Dickens like they're getting their comeuppets. Yeah. I think Woolworths and Coles also said that their policy was that anyone who tried to return goods that they panic bought wouldn't be refunded. But that's just, I don't know, because Australian consumer law is really on the side of the consumer. Well, I mean, probably should be, but... <laughs> Which I'm normally okay with. Yeah. Uh, but in this situation, I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah, no, they should be stuck with the crap they bought. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if it's just a change of mind... I mean, also, I'm not feeling sorry for this guy. He spent $10,000. What a dickhead. I wish I had $10,000 to throw away. I know, right? But, I mean, if it's just a change of mind, like you've suddenly decided you don't need this stuff... I think because surely, it's not like the product is defective. That's what I mean. So, surely it wouldn't be an issue yeah. for them to refuse a refund. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he... Uh, Got what was coming to him. Guess he never has to buy toilet paper ever again. 5,000 rolls. Jesus Christ. Ha- like, hang on. How many toilet rolls per person per year? So on average, a person uses 23.6 rolls. But in, the, in, in the United States, Americans use an average of 23.6 rolls per capita per year. Is that, right? That's, that, uh, is that? That doesn't seem like much to me. It's two a month. The average person uses 100 rolls of toilet paper per year, apparently. That makes more sense to me. So how many years is he fine for? <laughs> 50? 50. Yeah, he'll never have to buy toilet paper again, probably. British people use 127 rolls a year. That's too much. Good God. What I mean, a waste. What an absolute we waste. Use way less than that. Buy a bidet. But even before that, we didn't use that much. Yeah, still. Buy. But what a waste of fucking paper and... I know. It's weird now. Like, I remember saying on here about how I felt weird about getting a bidet and that kind of thing. Now I feel weird when I go to public bathrooms and I have to use toilet paper. I'm yeah, like, the toilet, whenever I have to use toilet paper now, it feels like not as clean. <laughs> it's only been a month. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah, no. Not like, toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> how just, uncivilized. Yeah, it just doesn't, like, feel as clean. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right at all. <laughs> okay. It takes way longer as well. Yeah, it does. Bidet's like, I'm done. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, let, can we stop talking about going to the toilet? Hey, you said you want more shit on the podcast. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I have no segue because there's no way to segue from toilet paper to this story. And the story is about a good boy. A very good boy. So this. What happened- about, speaking of shit, now onto something that likes to eat it. Because dogs eat poo. I'm sure this good boy doesn't eat poo. Most of the dogs I've owned have done that thing where they poop and then they eat it. And I'm just like, ugh. Ew. If you look at my history, it makes sense why I'm not really much of a dog person. <laughs> dogs are so awesome. I love dogs. I like corgis. Or just corgis, no other dog ever. Sheebs. Oh my god. <laughs> that fluffy white dog at the end of the street. Oh yeah. He's like a Samoyed or something? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. 
Okay. Was this about a good boy? And this happened back in January. You might have heard about it because it was quite a popular story at the time because this was like, this was like when the bushfires were happening and everyone was like all down in the dumps and this was like the feel good story that came out to make everyone feel better. Okay. So the, the main story is actually about a missing little girl. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I think because I'm having, I'm like, you, you were listening to a podcast the other day about a girl lost in the bush with her dog. This is not that though. I don't think it's the same story. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) A large-scale land and air search began after Matilda was reported missing on her family's 368,000 hectare stock stock station, like a cattle station. That's a lot of land. That's a lot of fucking land. And I can bet it's like hard land as well. Where was it? It was about 150k north of Newman. This is in Western Australia. I searched that because I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it. Well, it's definitely not on your podcast because that took place in the Glasshouse Mountains. It was in the middle of fucking nowhere. I can tell you that. So they'd have to be to have that much. How much land do they have? Three hundred and sixty-eight thousand hectares. Three hundred and sixty-eight thousand. Newman, Western Australia. So it's it's in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty inland, but not so inland that it, you're reaching desert. Okay, it's roughly due south of. I was going to say Marble Bar because I know what that is from work. I don't think many. I don't know where Marble Bar Port is. Port Headland. People I, probably have heard of that at least. I'm not really. Okay, look, I'm not really up to date with my Western Australia geography. So I'm going to explain it to someone who has just seen a map of um, Australia. So it's kind of like heading towards the top bit that kind of juts out. If you draw a straight line between Perth and Darwin, go about halfway along it <laughs> and then go northwest for about... 300 kilometers, you'll hit Newman. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh, no, hang on, here we go. It's right next to Parabadu and Tom Price. I don't know where any of these places are. Karajini. <laughs> Mulga Downs, I've heard of that. You know, right next to the little sandy desert. <laughs> Great! <laughs> when I looked at, like, on Google Maps, it's all fucking red dirt. <laughs> yeah, it would be. There's a place called Sir Samuel. Who is he? I don't know. Someone. Oh, yeah. look, it's more red dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they've got wheelie bins. I wonder if they're doing the uh, thing. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> so I won't keep you in suspense about Matilda because she's three years old and we don't want anything bad to happen to her. Like I said, this is not like easy flowing fields of grass. This is like harsh land. No, this is. This sounds very much like outback. Yeah. Proper Australian crocodile Dundee. And this is in January. Hot. Yeah. And probably really cold at night still. And she was gone for over 24 hours. So literally anything could have happened to her. Could have got bitten by a snake. Bushfires were probably happening around there as well at the time. Yeah. I or mean, there's probably not a lot to burn out there, so she's probably okay for that. Hurricane season would have been rolling in. Although okay. they're probably too far in line for that. No, I did have a note about that. She was especially in danger because of rapidly rising creek waters because Cyclone Blake had just been through that area. Right, yeah, and it so, would have all just flooded as well because it would have been dry as a bone. Exactly. So, ah. like, literally anything could have happened to this girl. She's fucking three years old. Spiders. Yeah. Goannas. Dingoes. D- dingoes. Like, seriously, anything could have happened to her. I mean, she could have died from dehydration. Like, anything could have happened. I will just slide aside while roughly speaking about dingoes. I will, because you recommended me to give it a listen, uh, the Azaria Chamberlain episode of Case, Case File. File is Such a good episode. really good. Um, I don't know why anyone ever doubted that it wasn't a dingo. I know. It's it's you, like, you're sitting there listening to the podcast and like they found this evidence and this evidence and this evidence. Oh yeah. Baby was clearly taken by a dingo. Yeah. That poor woman. 
Yeah, I know. And like the worst Fucking thing hell. is, is that the whole thing started because she didn't appear to be a grieving mother. And I'm like, everyone deals with their grief differently. How can you do that? She was probably trying to shut it down so she could survive whatever she had to go through to get through this. Like, And she was deeply religious as well from the sounds yeah. of it. So she was probably her faith helping her a lot there. And the other thing is that I mean, she had other right. children and children after that who nothing ever happened to, who she loved very much. Like, I don't understand why anyone would have thought that she murdered her baby. Especially with all that evidence. I know. It's crazy. It's I feel so bad. bad for her. Lindy, I hope you're doing good out there. <laughs> what a disaster. Yeah, no. Like Thankfully, though, this story is not one. No, it's not. No, it's not. Matilda's fine, okay? Um, <laughs> so, okay, not only did we have, like, a many many factors that could have put the poor girl in danger, the Port Headland SES, or State Emergency Service, was tasked with finding her. However, after the first night, so she's only gone for one night, but after, like, the night had gone, they'd gone back to their... Um, like office or whatever it is Outpost, yeah. to start the search again and someone had burgled it. Oh my God. Taking like $10,000 worth of equipment. Who the fuck robbed the SES? Fucking dickhead. Seriously. All of this stuff happened. So many things could have happened to this poor little girl. Like people who attack ambulance <gasps> up, like paramedics from the ambulance and stuff, you know, when they get beat up by drunkards. and yeah. like, You fucking cocks. I know. Leave right? alone. So anyway, it's amazing that she was found safe. About Maybe she 20- stole the equipment. Oh, my God. She's three. That's what she wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was found about 28 hours after she disappeared and she was fine. The other amazing part of that, though, is that her dog stayed with her the entire time. No. And it was a 10-month-old Jack Russell Terrier named Wolfie. I vaguely remember that yeah. dog because I think she named him probably. Yeah. <laughs> It's only a it's Jack Russell, though. Cute. And yeah, it's a 10 month old Jack Russell. It's still a puppy. It's tiny. Wolfie Jack Russell. I mean, let's have a look. I had photos, but if you're Googling them oh. anyway, it doesn't matter. He's adorable. I mean, he looks full grown because Jack Russell's not big. But. but I mean, yeah, not a big dog. She's three, so she's not very big either. But <laughs> No, they're about the same size. Yeah. And I just kind of loved that the article said that her family have described Wolfie as the goodest boy. <laughs> How awesome is that? That's so cute. <laughs> He's adorable, by the way. You should Google. I'll, I'll link the That's article. That's a nice photo. Which has, yeah, um, which has photos of them. He's adorable. She's adorable. But I think one of my favorite photos on the article was, um, was this one. And it's a photo of Matilda after she was found. And she looks a bit haggard. Oh, look at yeah, this. I just saw that. <laughs> Hang on, there's a bigger one of it. She is so, she's being... Yeah. I don't think she's proper walking yet by the looks of it, so she's been crawling around. Yeah. Um, Her, like, little, like, looks like a dressing gown, maybe? Yeah, like I don't a, know what it is. Like a nighty. It looks like her foot's gotten wet. It looks like, I hope that's mud and not blood on her foot there. I mean, it said that she was fine. Yeah. Like, there was nothing wrong with her. Not even minor injuries? No, nothing. Fuck. She lucky. was fine. Yeah, she is <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> she's so dirty. She needs a shower. She needs a shower big time. She's just covered in <sighs> red dirt from head to toe. Like <laughs> She kind of looks rusted. Yeah, she does. <laughs> the poor little thing. Which, I mean, to be fair, that's why the dirt's red. Because all the iron in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I'll finish the story off. But that's it. That Wolfie was just a really good boy and stayed with her the whole time. Probably, like, kept her warm overnight. 
It's hot. I don't know because it's not the proper desert, but I still imagine it must get cold out there at night. Usually, like, yeah, the closer you get to the desert, the colder it gets at night. Mm. Um, so, yeah, probably kept her warm overnight because, I mean, she was out there all night on her own. Yeah. So, wonder, like, some wild animal didn't come and get them. I mean, the thing about it is you're also in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, probably isn't going to be that many wildlife around. I hope. Well, yeah, she was fine anyway. Uh, and then anything like kangaroo, like, the only thing you would really probably be worried about there would be dingoes because the Dingoes wouldn't be afraid of the small dog. No. But everything else would probably be like, nah, <laughs> not going to go near that. Ostriches, so, camels, they're all out there. Not ostriches, emus. Emus, I was going to say. We, Sorry. <laughs> How much goon have you had? Come <laughs> on, glass three. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off this story with a quote from the RSPCA um, Western Australia president, Lynn Bradshaw. Um, this is what she had to say about Wolfie. Wolfie has shown just how strong the bond can be between a dog and their owner and just how important that can be when it matters most. Wolfie's demonstration of love and devotion to Matilda fits the criteria for the RSPCA Western Australia Animal Bravery Award. Oh. The award recognises the unbreakable bond and loyalty that can develop between humans and animals. We think Wolfie has shown these qualities in spades and if his name is put forward, we know he'll be a hot contender. <laughs> I can't believe there's like an Animal Bravery Award. <laughs> Meanwhile... Peter would just be like, they shouldn't have that dog. Give it to us so we can kill it. Probably. Peter is dumb and bad. <laughs> it certainly is. But yeah, I thought that was a really great story. Yeah. A good boy. Did good things. Well, there we go. That's story... the most wholesome story I think I've ever done. <laughs> Probably. I usually do the really weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your goo. Oh, I don't want to. Drink your goo. <gasps> Fuck, it tastes bad. Oh. Okay. Well, from animals saving lives to animals endangering them. Aussies in self-isolation. I'm reading the first story again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Family of seven almost killed by Easter Sunday bug bomb explosion. Oh, I heard about this. This Ooh. is cooked. Get out. <laughs> Just leave now. <laughs> uh, coming to us again from Phoebe Looms. Looms! Phoebe! I, I figured... Because I saw it listed on the article. Uh, if you'd like to follow Phoebe, since we feature her work here so much on Twitter, she is at Dollybird, D-O-L-L-Y, Bird. Oh. She has a dog. Maybe we should follow her on the podcast. Yeah. Vaughannews.com.au. A Sydney family is lucky to be alive after their home exploded and collapsed while they were inside on Easter Sunday. So last Sunday. Yeah. A week ago today. Uh, looking at photos in the article, one quarter of the house has just collapsed. Mm. It's just gone. Uh, and the explosion was caused by an excessive amount of cockroach bombs, said a New South Wales fire and rescue spokesman. Okay, why were they doing this on Easter Sunday? Why were they in the house when you're bombing it with for were cockroaches? Were they like on a different floor or in a different part of the house? I mean, you really shouldn't be in the house when you do that stuff. And you should definitely like turn everything off. The homeowners had used a number of bombs well in excess of manufacturer recommendations. As How many cockroaches did they have? Improper use of bug bombs is apparently already known to result in explosions. I have no idea. Oh, I've used them before. Um, there was like a time, a while, like a long while ago, where uh, the cats had fleas. Yeah, they started getting into the carpet, so I had to like like do the flea bombs, which I'm sure are like a very similar thing. Yeah, and like it says on the can, like the instructions, turn off the mains power and gas. I had no idea it could blow up your house. Yeah, no, it can. How many do you think they used? I, oh my god, I, like 15? I don't know that many, 10. 10? Okay. It's a big house though. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. Just the wildfires rescue said, always read the label. 
Because it says to turn off the power and gas. Uh, definitely look in the article that we link in the notes because it's, it's impressive. <laughs> it's, the explosion at the house was impressive. It's a lot of damage. <laughs> you wouldn't think a bug bomb could do this. I can imagine like I mean, the I always- gas catching fire or something like that. I wouldn't think it would blow up and collapse a quarter of your house. Well, okay, you got ten of them in there. Yeah. Why do you need ten? Okay, was there like ten in one room? I have no idea. Because maybe fine. like one a room, like maybe two if it's a huge room. Because you meant to well, like- they said they used in well of excess. Ugh. And the house doesn't look that bad. I can't imagine they had that many roaches. <laughs> Fuck. One emergency responder said it was the result of the use of ten bombs and a gas stove. So it sounds to me like they cooked lunch or breakfast. Are you kidding me? They said they used the bombs and a stove. So it sounds like they're bombing half the house. And then they turned the stove on and blew up. That's what it sounds like to me has happened. Oh, my God. I, I would think that even if you didn't read the label, surely your common sense would tell you that there are, like, gases that you've let out in the house that are, like, flammable. But the emergency responder who put this information out there, she posted it on social media. It looks like on Facebook. Don't know how appropriate or allowed that is. Okay. Uh, they also advise to turn off power at the circuit breakers when bombing your house. Yes, that's what it says on the label. That's what you should do. Um, destruction to the home is worse than what the pictures actually show by the sounds of it, because they're stating that 90% of it is damaged. So I'm just imagining the inside oh is just fucked. So a quarter of the house is gone. Well, I would imagine that, and every, the room that ravaged. A, every room that had a bomb in it probably went up. And next door rooms, because they would have leaked and the explosion would have gone yeah. out with it. Um, have it like at seven or eight in the morning as well. So imagine waking up to that. Did Hang on, wait, what? What are they doing on Easter morning? Fucking setting off cockroach bombs. Find your eggs, kids. You've got limited time. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, who the fuck does this on Easter Sunday? Uh, At seven they... in the morning. <laughs> I mean, they may not have been Christian. They could have been like... I mean, I guess. You know why I think they weren't typical white Australians, though? Why? My grandparents live at home. So I'm thinking like a European or Middle Eastern family. Maybe. I mean, maybe their Easter was this weekend because Orthodox... Last Easter weekend, no, it was the proper Easter weekend. Probably Easter no, but what I'm oh, but they might have been celebrating, is what you're saying. That's why. Well, they might be the Orthodox, so they'd be celebrating yeah. Easter this weekend. No, they're not, because the bloody house blew up. But, you know. <laughs> um, but I mean, who knows? Still. So I am wondering if, like, there was a language barrier. Whoever set the bombs off, maybe they don't English are the first language. Maybe it was the grandparents, and they don't read it. Who knows? It's there's too there's not enough information here. I'm like, who was someone bombing? The, it's, it's a big house. Do they set the bombs off and the other people who set the stove off not know? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't understand why you would let off, like, bombs like that and then cook breakfast. Why? Aren't you meant to, like, set them off and leave the house? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, just quoting the rest of the article directly here for the last part. Neighbours had heard the explosion and rushed to try and help the trapped family members free themselves from the home. Five members of the family had been able to escape from the collapsed house, but the two most elderly people remained trapped and had to be rescued by police. The father aged 38, and two children, 8 and 12, sustained minor burns from the explosion. So thankfully none of them died, and they've only had minor injuries. Um, Bloody lucky. But they have lost their home. Does your insurance cover bug bomb explosions? <laughs> uh, I would think not, because you did that. It's your negligence there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah fuck. What an awful thing to happen right now. Yeah, no, definitely. It's lockdown. I, I Where know, are you going to go? That, I know that we're like laughing about it and stuff, but like this is obviously a terrible thing. Maybe lo- Where are they going to go? It's lockdown. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking hell. Yeah, I guess maybe they didn't think that they were strong enough to but be able I get to do it. I hate, like I hate cockroaches as well. As I said, I didn't know... Like, I wouldn't think to turn the stove on while I was bombing. I wouldn't do that. I mean, the only reason that I know that is because I've used them before and I've read the label. Yeah. That's Smart. the only reason I know that. Read labels. Read instructions. 
I guess, like, did I know that before I did that and read the label? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't want to be in the house because it's, well, I mean, it's you don't want to breathe it poison. in. You like, don't want to breathe it in. So I certainly wouldn't turn the stove off, or on rather. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's such a like. Phoebe, we need more information. Follow up the story, please. <laughs> <laughs> we need you on this. We need you investigating. <laughs> Get in it, Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just like kind of one of those everyday items that you wouldn't really think twice about. I don't know. It is poisonous, though. I've never used a bug bomb, so to me it's not a... But, yeah, don't stay in the house. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, it's it's literally, like, poison. I just think of the episode of The Simpsons where um, they get, like, fleas or something in their house, so they have to get a bomb and they put the big circus tent over it, like the industrial ones they use. Mm. And so they leave the house and the three, like, bully kids are like, oh, the circus is in town. And they jump the fence and go under and they get gassed and the guy has to drag them out. It's just, like, a quick little joke. That's all I think about when you bug bug over your house. That's why I know not to like be in there when it's happening. Because of the Simpsons. Because of the Simpsons. <laughs> hey, those shows are somewhat designed to educate. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. My grandmother thought that it was evil and would um hurt me and my oh, mind. We really should watch them. It's good. I kind of feel like I've missed the boat because I feel why? like most people like it because of nostalgia, and I don't have that. No, I think if we went back and watched it, you'd probably find it genuinely funny. The older okay. episodes. I've only ever seen the like the movie. Which I don't know why I've seen that, but... Which one? The, the, is there more than one? No. The one with Spider-Pig. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I remember from it. That's to right. Be honest. <laughs> I think my favorite joke in The Simpsons is uh, they've got Homer at a lie detector test. It's like Agent Mulder and Scully from whatever that show was called, X-Files. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's who because I've never seen the show. The female one is like, I'm going to ask you a series of yes or no questions and you just answer them truthfully. Do you understand? And I was like, yes. And the thing blows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is my final story. Drink it, goo. Oh, God. You're almost uh, at the end of cup two. It's just so bad. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> just when it hits the roof of my mouth. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it might have a top hat on the box, but it ain't fancy. <laughs> It ain't fancy. We are drinking in top company Pinot Grigio. 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 (laughs) It says perfectly shared. The box is quite fancy. So the top hat, as she said. It says best enjoyed with the company you keep. I don't know about that. We're not really enjoying it. No, we're not enjoying it at all. You'll be enjoying other drinks with you much more. The Pinot Grigio is made to be enjoyed in top company. They just keep repeating top company like that'll make the wine taste better. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Made by our top winemakers for your enjoyment. Oh, God. Stop saying top. It's not. <laughs> Enjoy this refreshing Australian Pinot, whatever it is. Grigio. Grigio. With a crisp pear and apple flavors. I'm not getting that at all. Maybe a bit of a Granny Smith on the aftertaste. Expertly me- crafted for you to enjoy chilled in the company of family and friends. It's giving me a headache. Okay. My last story is about a family fight that ends in someone getting sacked. This is the what? Fi- this is the final story, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, what family fight with someone getting fired? Yeah. Okay. You ready? You ready for it? You ready? Yeah. A man from Melbourne has lost his job after he was late for a family dinner. That's what? it. That's the whole story. I already used that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, he was working for his dad's smash repairs. Say, it business. has to be like a family business. Okay. When on March 10, he was late for dinner at his parents' house. I think this was last year, because. I doubt anyone was going to anyone. Oh, no, actually. No, March 10. Yeah, that was before be, actually, I was, was in before lockdown. Before the lockdown. Okay. Because um, he, was, he was late for dinner at his parents' house. Clearly, his parents were just really sick of his shit and told him that he wasn't welcome back to the business and dismissed 
him from his employment immediately. Overreaction? I feel like the law says you can't do that. No. I get it's a family business, but that sounds like unfair dismissal. We're going there. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I mean, at this point, he's like, well, I'm definitely not getting an inheritance. (laughs) Let's take him to court because what else have I got to lose? (laughs) Uh, Fair point, I suppose. Uh, So he decided to take them to the Fair Work Commission for unfair dismissal, which, yes, you can't fire someone for being late to dinner. Yeah. (laughs) You can't do that. I don't care if it's a family business. You just can't turn around and do that. What are we, there's, well, there's got to be more backstory to this. I mean, I'm assuming that they had been having issues before that and that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, mm. surely. Well, there's really up the strict I mean, parents. there was a photo of him in the article and he is a grown man. It's not like he's, you know, a 19-year-old or something. Yeah. Are they just like really strict, awful parents? Or yeah, like, like no, this is a grown worker? man. Like, no, like... This, this is a grown man. Try to put it together here. What, what, what? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? I have to. I have to think that they were having issues. There's gotta be, this. yeah. Maybe they were fighting before this, and then you like turned up late, and they're like, "Nah, this is fucking it. I'm sick of you. Get the fuck out." Your mother's souffle is ruined. <laughs> you were late. So he got awarded ten thousand dollars that his father now has to pay him. <laughs> so, oh, he's gonna need it because good luck finding a job right now. Uh, well, apparently he found another job. Well, he's so, a paddle beater, isn't he? Or? Yeah. Okay. So he's probably still got work. Um, well, they must still be working because I'm getting my car serviced. Yeah, exactly. I can see why there's like there's still vehicles on the road. So is it? Yeah. And what um, better time to get your vehicle serviced than right now? Because you don't have to worry about getting to it from work. Exactly. Um, Commissioner Sarah McKinnon ruled that the dismissal occurred without warning and that there was no evidence that his performance was unsatisfactory. Again, you can't just fire someone because they're late to dinner. Especially outside work hours. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You can't fire someone outside work I, hours. I guess maybe if it was like a work appointment, perhaps, and you had been late repeatedly before that. But not That's not like he was turning up late for work. He was yeah, turning exactly. up late for like a family it's... fucking chicken Kiev or something. <laughs> the commissioner said, It is to my mind extremely sad that a once loving family has allowed relationships to deteriorate to the extent that they have. Mm. However, he still has the right to bring his claim and I must deal with it accordingly. I am not satisfied that his conduct in arriving late to dinner on March 10 can be fairly categorized as work-related conduct. It's got processed very quickly, though. Maybe this was last year. Hmm. But he was only given $10,000 because he'd already found another job. Otherwise, it would have yeah. been more. If he was unable to find a job, they would have paid him more. Because huh. I was thinking 10000 is not a lot, so. Well, apparently the 10000 was a compensation for 26 weeks pay. How will they own it? That's what it says. The compensation amount pay. that I have determined is less than the compensation cap for 26 weeks pay. It is not an amount that is clearly excessive or clearly inadequate. I mean, I don't know law, but that would imply he was only on 20000 a year, which can't be right. Maybe that's more to do with, like, what they can give for compensation. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. $10,000. I mean, I would buy $10,000 right now. Well, I mean, like, especially if he found another job. (laughs) What state this happened in? Did he go and spend that on toilet? Melbourne. Did he go and spend on toilet paper in Adelaide? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was in Victoria. Um, So, I mean, he got ten k because his dad fired him because he was late to dinner. Fuck it out. Some of the comments on the the news article were, um, oh, he's like, he's not getting any inheritance now. And I'm like, well, if he's... Like, you know, their relationship's that broken. He's probably not getting getting anyway. (laughs) I feel like maybe this is the out he needed to, you know, fly free of the family. I can't imagine being like an adult and working for a family business. I think it'd be very frustrating because your parents would still treat you like a child all the time. That's what I mean. Like, you wouldn't be treated as like an independent adult. Be treated like a child. Or worst case, you'd get put in a position that's you're not entirely suited for just because your parents are playing favorites. Mm-hmm. 
But like, it's um, kind of I heard about this family business in America where, like, the guys put his son-in-law in charge of the pandemic response team. Oh, God. Uh, I think the family business is something about White House, White Castle. White. White, White Castle, the restaurant? No, White House. Donald Trump's put his son-in-law in charge of the <laughs> pandemic response. <laughs> Because, of course, he's the best person for the job. Of course. He has all the qualifications, I'm sure. Good Do- luck. Doesn't, doesn't he just do that? Doesn't he just put, like, his friends and family in yeah, positions uh, of power? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> good, good, good luck to anyone left in America who isn't insane. <laughs> I mean, the situation is quite bad over there. It's either going to go two ways. Either this is the end. America's America. gone. It's, it's going to decline and fracture or whatever. Or they'll come out the other end with a million, thousands of, hundreds of thousands of dead people and just go back to how they were. It's probably going to be door number two. Sadly, probably yes. Yeah. I mean... We'll see what happens. Tune in next week for... <laughs> what someone say? Can't wait for season two of Outside. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, even in Australia, obviously, to a less serious extent, right, we, we've been kind of talking about... Like, what's going to happen after this is over? Yeah. Like, what's life going to look like when this is done and dusted and everything goes back to normal? Which, admittedly, is going to take a long time, and that's fine. It's but a lot quicker for us than it is for some places, though. Yeah, but... I've been very I lucky mean, here. I think, like, all the things that we're finding out that are good out of this, that people can work from home. All of the emissions are, like, way down because no one's traveling every day. Yeah. I haven't had to buy fuel in a month. Yeah. Oh. The, the, you know, d- decreased cost of basically having to have a job yeah um <laughs> the amount of time in your day you save from having to commute exactly um and you know we we all rave on like every company raves on about work-life balance but won't give it to you which mm. is weird um like you know i've actually quite enjoyed this time because like we get to have lunch every day mm. together and like i think that's nice like i enjoy that and i'm sure like you know we don't have kids or anything but i'm sure there are parents out there who probably barely get time to spend with their children now get to oh, now they have to educate them um, well, I don't know, like, school holidays at the moment, should they be educating the kids? I think they go back this week or next week. I can't mm. remember. But anyway, like, my boss, for instance, doesn't get to spend that much time with his kids. And he was talking the other day about how he's enjoying that they can go for a bike ride in the middle of the day together. Yeah. And I'm like, all of these things are so great. But what's going to happen is, I can guarantee it, when this all goes back to normal, we'll go back to the same shitty spending 12 hours a day outside of our houses. Yeah. But I'm I hoping people keep the hygiene habits up. I don't think they will. They'll forget. People are so quick to go back to their old habits because it's like, oh, everything's okay now. I don't have to worry about it. Well, yeah, the people seem to not really grasp it. Like the guy you talk about where, you know, I can't remember what country it happened again, but he's wearing gloves and then he took the glove off to use his phone and he put, put the glove in, in his mouth to in hold his mouth. it. That was in America. It's like when, I don't know, it might have been America or someone from the WHO came out. It's like, avoid touching your hand, your eyes and mouth with your hands. <laughs> and licked her finger to turn the page. <laughs> like, I mean, I have to admit. I it's hard. You don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, like I didn't realize how much I touched my face until I tried to not do it. I struck my beard a lot. I don't, I don't know why, but every time like we go out and I've been somewhere and I've touched stuff and I know I can't touch my face. My nose is then the itchiest it has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> so you just don't, you don't think about it. And I get it, but like, I don't know. That's it. I think I got through three, four glasses of that. I got through two and I don't rate it. It's not good. 
But I mean, that's what you do when you're 18. You don't know any better. You don't know any better. You buy really shit alcohol and think it's great because you get drunk and that's it. You'd be a hit because you brought all this alcohol to mm. share. Why are you pouring yourself another glass? I paid eight bucks for this. Look, I think it's waste. <laughs> the worst part is I'll still be drinking this fucking tomorrow night. Oh, God. That, that um, scotch you bought for me last time, the special edition, was it Johnny Walker? Oh yeah, the uh, that Johnny... was actually really nice, and I was not—I did not have high hopes for it. Yeah, it was a cheap bottle of Johnny Walker that they did a tie-in with Game of Thrones with, so the bottle's really nice. We kept the bottle because it looks really good, but I was like, oh, like they're—you're paying for the bottle, basically. I it's was like expecting it to be like Johnny Walker red in there, and it wasn't. It was—it wasn't. It was really nice, quite drinkable. Yeah, like, straight. I was like, okay. It was really nice. We should go and get the other ones because it's like a set. We should go back and get the other ones. <laughs> I see them around occasionally. Yeah, I don't know. I like rum these days. Yeah, rum's good. Love my uh, Sailor Jerry's. I don't know if I've gotten you to try Millionaro or not yet. I don't think so. Comes in a wicker bag bottle thing. It's really nice. It's like drinking oh, yeah. caramel. Okay. It's good shit. More good. More good. <laughs> it's block. It's making my nose feel more blocked up. I don't know why. It's good doing it. It's giving me a headache. Like, really. Like, for serious. It's Weird. giving me a headache. Like, I'm glad I'm probably going to go to bed after this because I'm getting a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, if you've got any feedback you'd like to send us at all, you can email us at fuckmedeadpodcast. That's not the email at all. No, it's, it's not. It's fmedeadpodcast yes. at gmail.com. That's fmedead. Foxtrot, Mike, echo, dead podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us direct or just tweet at us as the two stories came to us this week. Yeah. Or the stories I've had linked to me on Twitter at fuckmedeadpod on Twitter. Uh, again, if you'd like to follow uh, Phoebe Looms. <laughs> who keeps providing material for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Phoebe. Uh, she is Dolly Bird, double L double Y, Bird, D O double L double Y. We can subscribe to us on every bloody yep. podcast platform under the sun. Uh, we got our first review rating this week. And it was good. Uh, five stars. So Whoever did that you. out there, thank you. <laughs> I don't know who a, did it, but thank you. <laughs> we finally have a star rating on um, iTunes. iTunes. The only one that does reviews. <laughs> okay, cool. Five stars. So flawless rating. Flawless rating. Watch someone listen to this and go and like put a one on like it. a one. Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> I'll do it myself. That'll teach them. Yeah. So whoever was out there and did that, thank you so much. Um, yes, thank you. We appreciate. Oh it. god, the hiccups are coming. Oh no. Oh, <sighs> CJ's had too much alcohol. The Fucking hiccups are happening. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a wine drinker. I quite like wine, but I don't drink it like this. Um, what else am I forgetting? I think that's about it. A website. We do have a website. Yeah. <laughs> If you just Google Fuck Me Dead Podcast, it comes up. It does. I think the website is fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Which, you know, if you don't like apps, you can listen to it directly on the website. I believe that's it for episode 18. Yeah, I think we're done. I mean, we have really gone off on some tangents and... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, like, sorry, but not sorry, because that's what we do. Always read the label. Don't buy a cheap goon. Treat yourself better than that. Yes, Um, Definitely. And if you have any good boys, please send us pictures. Yes. I love dogs. I, I will accept photos of dogs. And cats. Just and anything, cats. really. Just as you I was going to say, ferrets, guinea pigs, rabbits, all of them. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Send your animals <laughs> yes. to us directly at P.O. Box. No. no. <laughs> Just tweet me some good photos. <laughs> or that ferret on TikTok last night where they dyed its fur rainbow oh color. That was really so cute. cute. I love ferrets. <laughs> we got to stop. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you again for listening this week, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <sighs>
Tschüss. <lacht>